Welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me again. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at RMKMadness. That's right, RMKMadness. Follow me, check out all my content, including my other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris, which will also be coming out with another episode today, this lovely Friday. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend planned, and I hope it's safe and responsible and not going out into a bunch of crowds, because that shit's still out there. Sorry. I'm not going to get deep into it, but come on, man. If anything, who is it? The one dog? It's Big Dog. Big Cat. Big Cat on the Mike Florio Show. Like, if anything, can we all please be safe to ensure that we get football? I'm all fucking for that. Keep your asses at home as much as possible. I understand work. I understand the grocery store. My wife is high risk. We're waiting a little bit longer before we go back to work. But I get it. If you got to go, if you've had to work this whole time, I get it. I was for a while. I get it. Got to go places. You got to go get uh, stuff from the store. Your Walmart trips, Target trips, whatever it may be. Right? You got to go. So yes, you have to get out there. But for the sake of everyone's health and for the sake of fucking football. Let's try and be as safe as possible and stay home as often as possible. You assholes. In Wisconsin, going out to bars and shit. Are you people really not paying attention? Does it have to hit your state badly for you to give a shit? I just don't understand it. But I digress. I digress. Apologies. So what I really wanted to talk about today in the open was kind of what I've been doing in my drafts. So I've got an IDP league individual defensive player, I believe. <laughs> Just known it as IDP for so long. Anyway, this league is a dynasty league. It's my oldest dynasty league, as a matter of fact. My very first one, it's taken a while to work out at the, all the kinks and everything, and it's at a good place right now. There's a couple things that still need to be fixed, one of which is how the standings work. I have a pretty good team. But I barely missed the playoffs last year, and it was based on some technicalities in the rules. Basically, someone that had a lesser record than me made it because they had a better divisional record. Now, this may seem like a terrible rookie mistake, but again, this is our first Dynasty League. We set it and made it a long time ago. We've never had any issues with this particular situation and then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, wait a minute. And I did investigate, and there was a similar situation last year, not quite as egregious, but the bottom line is it worked out because we have a toilet bowl in that league, and the winner of the toilet bowl in that league gets the first draft pick. Well, I just so happened to trade with the person who ended up in the championship with me. This was a couple years previous. I have had his first round pick for a couple of years, and we both ended up in the championship of the toilet bowl, rendering me the top two picks in this year's draft. 
So my main goal was I'm going to get Jonathan Taylor. And then everybody knows Clyde Edwards Hilaire is for sale. So my plan was to not sell the pick outright, try and trade back, which I did. So I spent my first pick on Jonathan Taylor. I sold that 1.2 for the 1.6 and an early two second round pick next year. And then Preston Williams. So I got a nice young receiver for my bench. I got another second rounder. And second rounders, first of all, in dynasty leagues, drafts, rookie drafts, second rounders can be, there's the fucking kids in the background. They're supposed to be quiet. Dad's working. But they've got, what the hell was I talking about? Was that Did I already get my goddamn train derailed just... Already? I think I might have. Fucking train derailed already. Just right in this shit. That is a very delayed a sound effect. <laughs> uh, I will admit I did smoke uh, a nice blunt before recording this. So, yeah. Anyway. So I traded... The 1-2 for the 1-6 and the second rounder of 21 and Preston Williams. I then turned around and I was my plan was to get J.K. Dobbins. He almost freaking fell to me. The guy before me took him, so I took Cam Akers, who was still there. So I got Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, second rounder next year, and Preston Williams. All for two picks in the... In that trap, really, for just winning the toilet bowl, for being the best team not to make the playoffs, when really, in all reality, I probably should have been in the fucking playoffs. But it's a rule we miss somewhere along the way, and that's the problem with your old dynasty leagues. Is there your old dynasty leagues? You get excited about the fucking new ones, right? You get excited, more excited about your new leagues. In your old dynasty leagues, things change. You need to incorporate new rules. And I'm such a busy dude and a bit of a space cadet that, fuck, in that old ass league, sometimes I don't realize the rules aren't where what they should be until something's pointed out, until something comes up like this. But hey, for this year, I'll take it. I got a good haul. And that was what I did in the first round. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers. A 21 second and Preston Williams. Whew. And I already got a good team. I already got Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon. And the reason I went so heavy on running back is because I'm getting worried about both those dudes. Melvin Gordon getting up there. Dalvin has a hard time staying healthy. So heavy on the running back. And that's the thing. You want to keep these running backs going because either this year or next year, I'll be able to sell. Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, for picks. Keep the cycle going, baby. And we'll get into a little bit more. We talked strategy on the last episode, but in our main segment, the madness, as I like to call it, as I used to call it, and I'm going to try and get back in the habit of calling it the madness again, but that is what it is, the meat of the show. This is my nice little intro, my opening. Beep, boop, beep. No idea why I went R2-D2 there. Felt right. Felt right. But anyway, so I felt 
the first round of that draft went fairly well. And then we got the guillotine league started. That draft started. First pick, I went Zeke. He's the best running back on the board. Dalvin Cook was also right behind him. A couple solid receivers a little more down the way, but I thought of it like this. Zeke's fucking consistent. Since he's been in the league, every year he's been a top three back. And Dallas's schedule, the first part of the year, I mean, you got to be careful with this because teams get better and you can't really project how much better or worse they're going to be. But it does appear they have a solid schedule. And with CeeDee Lamb? Man, that's going to open things up for Zeke. That's a dangerous offense. Could be a big year for Zeke. So, I went Zeke. Might have surprised some people. It's kind of a boring pick. Not my favorite pick, but I love it because it's perfect for this kind of league. You want to make sure you come out the gates the first few weeks rolling in a guillotine league. Get a consistent stud like that that's going to be helpful. We'll get more into that. We'll get more into that in the madness. And then my Superflex League that started, that draft that started, somehow I had the fucking sixth pick and somehow Michael Thomas made it to me. Oh, I know how. All the running backs, and then someone took Patrick Mahomes. Or did two quarterbacks go? I think two quarterbacks went. I think Kyler Murray went. That's right, Kyler Murray went right before me, which is exactly how, which sucks. It sucks. That was going to be my quarterback target in a few rounds. But someone had the same idea as me, and they took him way too fucking early. (laughs) Uh... But that's okay. Give me Michael fucking Thomas. And now, I'm in the process of getting Chris Godwin. Moving up a few picks. And if I can't get Chris Godwin, because the guy right here takes him, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there. But I want one of those two guys. And I'm about to trade up and do it. So I'm going to start out with two badass receivers. Two potential top five receivers. a good way to go. So that's kind of what I've been doing in my drafts. We've got those few leagues starting. I'll keep you updated. The one draft I was doing, my other Superflex Dynasty League, and that one, in that one, that's I believe that's actually an Emperor League. It's, it's one of two leagues that I'm in that I don't run myself, which is kind of nice. I like to be in a couple leagues where I'm not the commissioner and I don't have to deal with all the bullshit. I can just relax and play fantasy. And this is the league that I talked about where I got myself J.K. Dobbins, Michael Pittman, Josh Kelly, Tyler Johnson. And then I think I finished it off with John Hightower of the Eagles. And then on waivers, a couple other guys that I think we're going to get into next week. We're going to get into some really deep sleeper type stuff next week. But we'll get into all of that more. We'll get into all that later. Let's get into the madness, the meat of the things, and talk these different types of leagues that I've been talking about and the different kind of strategies. We'll flirt with that a little bit more. So let's get into the madness right now. What the fuck? 
Welcome to the madness. The madness. The madness. <sighs> anyway, so, before we get into these different types of leagues, let's talk a little scoring. Because there's different types of scoring, right? You got your standard leagues, which a lot of redraft leagues use, and that's kind of becoming a thing of the past. Not a lot of people do standard anymore. Most people do half PPR or PPR, whichever. And we'll get into that next. But standard, you just got your normal kind of scoring that's been around for years, right? That's 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 the standard. I'm not going to get into each individual like scoring systems. But if you play fantasy football, you know what I mean by standard. And then there's the half PPR and the full PPR. Full points per reception, half points per reception. So you've got a league where any receptions are a point, an additional point, or half a point. Okay? Sorry. I fucking spaced out for a second. <laughs> that got damn blind. Whoo! What was that stuff? Juicy fruit? That's some good stuff. Not the gum. Strain of sativa. Thank you very much. <laughs> But, that's right, but you've got additional points for the receptions, which basically just makes it more high scoring, really, is all it does, and it makes it more fun, and particularly with running backs, because then you run, you know, then you got to think, well, I want some running backs who catch passes. Right? Right. And you want... So you want to look at receivers who are going to get more receptions. You know? And that's kind of the thing. You want those guys who are going to have good games. Like, in a PPR league... I mean, someone like a Deshaun Jackson from back in the day... I know he's still playing, but you know what I mean... I know he's had big games, but like that deep threat where they might only get two or three catches a game and maybe they get 100 yards and a touchdown because of long bombs, but it's two, three catches a game as opposed to like a Julio Jones who's getting like 12 catches a game, 120 yards, touchdown or not. That's 12 extra points because he caught 12 fucking balls. And that's the point. So you got to be a little bit conscious of that when you go into the PPR. But that's becoming pretty standard now. And most running backs in football now catch passes. So, you know, it's that's pretty much becoming the standard. And then I guess another one would be tight end premium. In these leagues, the tight ends, they're just worth a little more. And I don't know. I <laughs> That doesn't really do anything for me, I guess. Um... I was in one, no longer, but uh, yeah, not a big deal to me. Although in that one, you can very easily see people taking tight ends way too early, in my opinion, even in that kind of league. That's why you got to be careful with two quarterback leagues or super flex leagues. So now we'll get into the different league types. When I'm talking about super flex or two quarterback leagues, obviously two quarterback, it's the same kind of setup, whatever you have. 
I know some leagues go two running backs, two receivers, one running back, two receivers. Most of my leagues, we do two running backs, three receivers, and a flex and a tight end. Then, of course, your quarterback. If it's a two-quarterback league, you throw in another quarterback spot. If it's a super flex, then you throw in another flex spot, but add that QB in there so that QB can be played. Hence, the super flex. And these are fun leagues. But I do think part of the strategy with that is to not get crazy over the quarterback. Okay? You don't need to spend four or five picks on them. And that's kind of fucked. Like, leave a few for your, your... Leave a couple for your league mates. That's kind of fucked anyway. But I get it. And it's not against the rules. But the other aspect is, too, that, that it's... it's it's great to have those quarterbacks, but a lot of those second quarterbacks? I mean, are they really going to do what a running back can do? It's about the same, right? But that's the point, though. You want to get that one stud quarterback, and then you can find somebody else for bye weeks and injuries. I don't even mind grabbing a third guy. But you don't need to go overboard in those leagues. Do the same thing you would in a regular dynasty. Get your fucking running backs and wide receivers. So I very much take Superflex the same way as most other dynasty leagues. Except for I place a slight more importance on getting that starting quarterback a little bit earlier. Particularly, I want to make sure I want to get a scrambling quarterback. Because they can give you rush yards. And they extend plays, which means they're going to make more plays. Then like a Kirk Cousins, who when shit breaks down, he doesn't scramble, he throws the ball away. Well, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, they're going to scramble. Half the time they're going to get rush yards. Half the other half the time, they're going to extend the play and make a play. And that's a big deal. So I do think you want to make sure you get one of those scrambling-type quarterbacks that have potential rushing and can extend plays. I think that's very important regardless of what league you're in. If you're going to... You can wait. I I agree with everybody who says wait on a quarterback. But it's, it's a different time in the NFL. It's different to when you could just wait till, like, the last few rounds of the draft and, and draft Phillip Rivers, Right? A lot more quarterbacks are becoming mobile. So it's not as rare. You don't have to take them as high. You can get one a little bit later. And fucking kill it. I guarantee you in the Superflex League, everybody's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. People are going to start going after young guys. I'm going to sneak in the fifth or sixth round. Grab Russ Wilson as my starter, for example. Just saying, there's ways to play this to build your team much better. You can get quarterbacks. Always a good strategy is to build up as much running back and wide receiver potential as you can. Because you can take that and use it in many different ways. You can use it to have an awesome team. You can use it to trade pieces to get more picks or to get other players. You need a quarterback? 
I've got like six running backs. This one is better, or is not as good as everybody thinks he is. I'm going to flip him for a quarterback. Boom. It's little things like that. But that's pretty much what I do in all Dynasty Leagues. I want to, my main goal is, and I explained some of this in the last podcast, but it's that first four round thing. Those first four rounds come out of that with a solid running back you can trust and three solid receivers. You get your base core to be four stud-like players, you're in a good spot. And then, yeah, at some point think about tight end, quarterback. But otherwise, running back, wide receiver, upside. Just start shooting upside. And I try and follow a formula of younger running backs. Because as we see in the NFL... Once those running backs, they get time for a new contract. A lot of teams don't want to pay them. And then they go somewhere else. Not as productive. We need to keep that in mind. Watch what the NFL is doing. They just don't value running backs as much anymore. We need to keep that in mind. They're looking at them as like a three, four year thing. We need to feel the same way. Use those running backs for a few years. Get rid of them. And you can build up a wide receiver core made of complete studs that will last you several years. And then you just keep recycling those running backs. So that's what I try and do. You want to be able to compete, but you also want to be able to build for the future. Get your solid core, shoot upside, get your rushing quarterback, your scrambling quarterback, And then make sure to grab a solid tight end. Don't be afraid to take one slightly early. And I'm not saying go and get George Kittle in the second or third round. There's other players you can get there. I promise. But I do like to try and get one solid tight end. And you can get one in a decent round. And a lot of times... That'll give you an advantage over the position because if you can get a top five tight end, well, if there's only three, four, five of those guys that are really awesome, whatever size league you're in, the rest of the teams, you're going to have an advantage over that don't have one of those fucking guys. So there's a lot of positive in getting one of those solid tight ends, but it just depends on the draft. You have to walk into every draft, no matter what kind of league it is, scoring anything. You have to walk in with a plan, but knowing that flexibility with that plan is more important than the plan itself. Because if you're sitting there in the sixth round and say Hunter Henry's there, And, oh my goodness, there is nobody I really like here at running back or wide receiver. I like some guys later on, but I don't really want to reach for them. What could you do? Well, crap, Hunter Henry. That's a fucking example. Well, this year may be tough. Nah, I bet Tyrod will throw to him a lot. (laughs) Until, Until Herbert comes in. We'll see what happens. I guess Hunter Henry is a little less appealing with uh, no Philip Rivers. But that's an example. You know, you could probably get a solid tight end. 
in a lot of drafts. And that's the point. That can get you a little advantage. But don't, if you see a running back, a wide receiver you really like, they go first. But you might hit a situation where you're in a prime spot to just snatch up one of those tight ends. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that's the way it falls. And that's okay. Don't sit there, I'm not going to take a tight end. In Dynasty, yes. Because if you have one guy you can rely on, then you can just shoot for upside the rest of the way. That's the point. Once you got your core guys, you can just, in that position, shoot upside the rest of the way. It's later rounds. Your dart throws. I've done that in Dynasty. I have guys like Jonu Smith, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas, now it started to look good last year, no Greg Olson anymore. Ian Thomas is going to be a big part of that offense. Delaney Walker's gone in Tennessee. Jonu Smith. These guys have been holding for a few years. But they're paying off. Because I got me like a Kyle Rudolph. And then I drafted these guys. <laughs> Sometimes they, they pan out right away. Like Austin Hooper. I had a lot of Austin Hooper. And he played pretty damn good the past few years. It's important. I think instead of just having some random Joe in there or, or, or a cycling of tight ends every couple of weeks, just trying to play best matchups. That's what you can do in redraft. Dynasty is a different deal. And that's kind of my thoughts on dynasty leagues. And speaking of redraft leagues, not a lot of people play these anymore, but in a sense, a guillotine league, and we'll get to that in a second, is a redraft league. And a lot of friends and family leagues, if you're in those, those, those are redraft leagues too, usually, at least mine is. But in a redraft league, essentially the same thing as in Dynasty. Couple, couple differences. In the first four rounds, you want to do same thing. Running back, three receivers. That's what I would do. And then, same thing. Don't be afraid to take the tight end early and try and get a rushing QB. And then shoot for upside. Because in redraft, the whole idea of shooting for upside is much easier because it's much easier to play that out because you have the waiver wire. And if some of the guys, some of your dart throws aren't panning out, if their upside isn't coming to fruition, you can drop them and try another guy. But you got to be great about playing the waiver wire. you got to pay attention. It's very important in redraft leagues to really hit that waiver wire hard. Pay attention. Look at training camp, or look at practice reports, all that stuff. See who's been looking good in practice. You never know when there's a guy in the waiver wire that's going to get a shot in a game. And then all of a sudden, it's his fucking job. Or there's an injury in a game. You need to take all that into consideration. Be ahead of everybody else on the waiver wire so that you have the guys a week early instead of getting there a week late. Because the waiver wire is a very important aspect in redraft leagues. So, that's kind of the the difference with it is, is that waiver wire. Not that you don't have a waiver wire in Dynasty. But in Dynasty, the rosters are usually much bigger because you're... That's how Dynasty works. You keep more people because that's your team year by year. 
So you more room to be more flexible, have more players, etc. So in the redraft leagues, you got a shorter bench. That waiver wire is key. And that'll lead me to, finally, I guess, the guillotine league, which I've referenced a few times. And basically, this is a league. We have 16 teams in ours, which is pretty ideal, because then you have one for every week of the NFL season that matters. (laughs) Because as we all know, week 17 is a shit show most of the time. And you don't do your fantasy Super Bowls then or anything like that. So 16 is a good number. We end week 16. It's going to be fine. Now, what happens is this is a total points league, meaning there's a leaderboard. Whatever team, whatever, however many points your team scores puts you in your spot on the leaderboard. Okay? The team in last place every year, boom, you're gone. Cut from the league. Your players go into the free agency pool. And then it keeps going until week 16 when there's one man or woman standing. And it's fantastic. (laughs) Last year was our first year trying this league. It was intense. I got to tell you, you got to draft well so you can survive the first few weeks. And then... Hopefully you draft well enough, you get a little bit ahead in points so that you're near the top of the leaderboard. That's what happened to me last year. And then you got to play the, the waiver wire in that league particularly because you don't want to go and blow all your money. Now, I did play second in our league last year, but I couldn't have played it more perfectly. I literally got to the end. I had more points than my opponent. I felt I had the better team. And I still had fab money left to spend on players, and he didn't. So I grabbed the couple of best players off the third team, the team that got eliminated third to last, second to last, third to last. (laughs) And I was like, how I can't be beat. But I think Christian McCaffrey... Had a down game. A few guys had a down game. And he beat me by, I think the points was in the teens. Oh, and Dobbin Cook was hurt, so I threw in Mike Boone like a dumbass thinking he was going to have a huge game, and he fucked it up for me. He lost me a couple of leagues where I had faith in him, and had I not and played other people, I would have won. So that's really all on me. (laughs) But... I got second place. And it was a blast, man. It was a blast. You got to be real careful with your fab. You don't want to spend too much too early. But you also got to make sure you're getting pieces to keep going. Unless you drafted a team that's so badass you don't need pieces. But usually injuries happen, slumps happen, something happens. You want to fucking build that roster as best you can as you go along without wasting too much fab. So that you... If you make it to the end, you have as much, you have more fab than anyone. That, that That's kind of was my goal last year. And I did it. Like I said, I played this perfectly. He had a couple of positions that were looking really weak. I was ahead on points. I had the fab. He had none. I got Christian McCaffrey. I got a couple other guys that were out there. I felt unstoppable. And his team went off. A couple of my guys had bad games. And he took it. Good for him. It was crazy. And so I, I kind of approached, 
I don't even remember how I approached the draft originally last year. But this year, I went ahead and took Zeke, as I mentioned earlier. And basically, I just said the beginning of the schedule and the consistency that Zeke has. It's someone I can rely on probably all year long. But if anything, that's a solid guy for the first few weeks, I believe, especially looking at the schedule. And I also looked at the fact that Sure, I could take Dalvin Cook. I like him a little better, but I don't have to think of this long term, either in dynasty mode, where I might be worried about his health, or in redraft, where you're like looking at the schedule. So I just looked at it and I said, man, Dalvin's going to catch, catch a few more passes, but Zeke's offense is going to be better, I think. We'll see. But Zeke has been great. And so I figured, also with the schedule taken into account and everything else taken into account, I'm just going to roll with Zeke. And it's kind of a short-term thinking and long, and a little bit of long-term in the sense that if Dalvin does get hurt at some point, what the hell is that? Are my neighbors seriously vacuuming out their car? <laughs> okay, well, th thank you, neighbors, for uh, <laughs> interrupting me. I appreciate it. I don't have a podcast studio. I do this in... Hey, they turned it off. I do this in my garage. And particularly, I do it in my car, if you must know, because it sounds pretty damn good in my car, to be honest. But anyway. So I took Zeke in part because of everything else I said, but also because looking at it, if I'm going to take him over Dalvin, okay. What about all the other running backs? Well, in a 16-team league, I'm picking 1-5. In a snake draft, I got a long, long ways to go until my next pick. That's troublesome. There will be no running backs there. So to me, I just felt that was the best choice to make. Not just for me, but also to keep Zeke from the other teams. These fuckers are really going to clean right now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that is extremely loud. I should not be hearing it this fucking good. What the hell are they doing? <sighs> I digress. Anyway, that's what I got. Here in the madness for you. Sorry I have to talk over my neighbor's fucking vacuum. Someday, someday, I'm going to have a podcast studio for myself. My wife always tells me I should do it in the bedroom. It's nice and quiet up there. It does sound pretty good up there. But I still have loud kids that I can hear in the background. <laughs> anyway. We will be back in just a second. For the outro, chat a little bit about what we're going to do next week on the pod. So just hang on for a second. I'm going to give these fools next day, next door, pardon me. I'm going to give them a few to try and get their shit done so that I can do this in peace. Okay, we are back to close this out. Neighbors got their shit done. 
Didn't take him too long. Long enough for me to uh, smoke part of a bowl. <laughs> I know, I know. You're thinking, dude, didn't you just have a blunt? Yeah, but that was a while ago. Like before the show. Just saying. Just saying. I like to be a little high when I'm talking. Excuse me. Nothing wrong with that. Ask Snoop. As in the D-O-double-G. Anyway. So two things before we get out of here. The first one. First one. I wanted to explain that if you ever go on my Twitter, and there's going to be more content out there, and I'm going to have articles. Um, I am actually becoming part of the Roto Underworld as kind of like the uh, apprenticeship type writing situation. Um, and so I'm hoping my first article that I've sent in will be up available somewhere in no time. Um, very excited about that because it's a very good article about a player I really, really like. But I'm not going to talk about him because once that article gets posted, I want you all to go check it out. So, I wanted to explain, though, why you will never see me do, like, rankings. This is kind of the second thing. I said, one, two, one, two. I just, I don't use them myself. I don't really, every once in a while, if I'm really having a tough decision in a draft, I'll look up rankings. But I don't even really look the rankings up to see who's ranked above who. I more like to just hear different thoughts on the differences between the players. Like, um, you know, I might go to Player Profiler and check the different players and what's the most recent thing said about them, according to the Roto Underworld guys. Things like that. Fantasy Pros, their rankings, they always have little things next to them. There's some good tidbits you can always get in there. But I like to... You know, when I get into this, I really do digging. I really do research. And I look all over the place for anything valuable. I really do. <laughs> that fucking train derailed again. Damn it all to hell. Thanks, neighbors. Uh, actually, it was the weed. It was the weed. Have to be honest. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I just, I don't use the rankings. I don't, I don't know why. I just don't, I'm not, I don't know. Like I feel when I'm doing a draft, I know who the better player is or the best player at my position that I should take. And if there's a couple of them and I'm having a tough choice deciding which one, I might read some things to try and help sway me either way. Because if I feel like if I'm trying to decide between two guys, I probably can't go wrong with either. Just because of the way I do things. I really follow the metrics. And then you move from there into team, position, depth chart, those kinds of things. So, yeah. I mean, you just want to get as much information as you can. And I don't know that rankings really give you any information other than people's opinion about... And I know some of the information I'm talking about is opinion-based. But rankings are all opinion. <laughs> like, really, 
I think this guy is better than that guy. Because there's really no definitive list. You could do one by metric situation, all that, if you want. And, and I'm sure the Roto Underworld ones are like as best as can be. But, well, any Roto World stuff to me is, that's just my favorite place to get stuff. And I'm not just saying that because I could, you know, be technically working with them now. It's I, That's why I reached out to them because I like their style. I like their info. And, you know, they're heavily metrics-based. And I like that stuff, man. <clears throat> I like the measurables. I like the analytics. I like all that stuff. I was always good at math. And that's not why. But, <laughs> you know, so it's really... The numbers and stuff aren't difficult to me. And I find them very helpful. And as I said in, in previous podcasts, when you're looking at these numbers... They're not oh they're not perfect. They really fantasy football football in general is too variable for there to be. I mean, I'm sure someone would have figured it by now. If there was a way to definitively tell if a player was going to be good or not in the NFL, and really, the measurables are as close as we get, and that's why I use them. And sure, do we miss a couple of guys because of the, the there's outliers? Sure. But most of the time, if you're following metrics and measurables, if anything, you're going to avoid bus, right? You might miss out on a guy or two, like I said, but you're going to avoid the Kevin Whites, Laquan Treadwells, Brashad Perrymans, the Ronald Joneses, who I know did okay last year. But those types of guys, that the metrics are going to help you avoid those types of guys because the metrics are going to throw up red flags about these guys' profiles, whether it has something to do with college production or or their metrics, their workout metrics. It they're they're going there's going to be a reason why there's red flags. And you avoid those players most of the time, you're going to be good. Every once in a while you'll miss out on a pretty good player cuz of an outlier. But to me, that's what the metrics are. I mean, they're there to help you and understand and try and help you decipher who is going to be good and who's not in the NFL. And even then, it's not perfect. I don't think anything can be in the world of fantasy football. But it's pretty close. And again, more than anything, to me, for my money, it helps you avoid bus. Plain and simple. And that's important when you're doing dynasty leagues and you have rookie drafts. Those picks are important. You want as a for sure thing as you can get, especially with your first couple of picks. Best way to do that is by following the measurables. Of course, that is my opinion. Yes, more opinion only. No, many others share that same opinion. I don't know why I went British all there for a second. Anyway, we're going to get the hell out of here. Call this good for a show today. But that's just some of my thoughts on rankings and why you'll probably never see me doing them. I mean, I could get desperate enough for content. But even then, I don't want to stoop so low that I go against my own beliefs or my own stance that the mad chatter will not do rankings. There's plenty of fucking rankings out there. I also know there's plenty of fantasy podcasts and shit out there. But 
but no one does it like me. <laughs> Actually, there are probably several people that do it like me, but no one's me, and that's all that matters. No one is the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. There is but one, and he is me. So please continue to listen. I hope my advice is helping you out. Good luck to any of you drafting today, this weekend, in the future. Good luck. Try and follow some of the advice I gave. You can be build a really badass team. I'm in the process of doing so myself. So yeah. So yeah. And as for next week's show, we will get into sleepers. I'll probably put it out Monday or Tuesday, early in the week, and then we'll have another one later in the week. That's what I'm trying to do, is get two out a week. It's slow right now, once business picks up, so to speak. I'll probably get a third one going in there, like on a Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday situation. And do my other podcast, Miscellaneous Debris, on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Something like that. So don't forget, speaking of Miscellaneous Debris, to go to Twitter. And follow me at RMK Madness. Follow me on Instagram at RMK Madness. And check out all my content. Check out the links for my podcasts. I will have, as I said, hopefully articles up there soon as well. So keep an eye on my Twitter. I've been kind of off of it for a few days. Laying low and chilling. But I'm back. Back on it. So, and we're going to keep this podcast rolling. We're going to keep it rolling. Like I said, next week, sleepers. Talk a little bit about them. Some of my other favorite players and picks of this year. Players, I think, that are really going to shine. So, once again, this has been the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. And once again, on Twitter, at RMK Madness. Check me out. Check me out. Thanks again for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget, we're all mad here. Enjoy your day, and we'll chat in a few. Peace. Welcome to the show.